Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trending higher this morning, boosted by news that Japan's SoftBank is selling a UK chip designer to NVIDIA. SoftBank shares are up nearly 9% in early trade. Other Japanese blue chips are up, but not quite as much. The Nikkei is trading half a percent higher. Seoul and Sydney are in the green as well. Joining me to discuss the market action, including a spate of corporate mergers, is Ryan Huang. How are you doing, Ryan? How's the weekend? I had a good weekend. I can't believe it's only Monday. There have been so <laughs> many headlines in the past few hours. <laughs> yeah, over the weekend too. I have to say, SoftBank going private? Really? Okay, you bring us up to speed about what's happened this morning. We're breaking news on the US TikTok saga. As listeners may recall, the Trump administration set a September 15th deadline for ByteDance to sell its TikTok business or close it down. Now, with just two days left on the deadline, one major suitor has been asked to leave the island, so to speak. And there are reports that only one suitor remains and that sale of the algorithm is out. Ryan, who's out? Who's in? Yeah, so we were thinking that, hey, Microsoft would have been the front runner for this and they have been in the headlines for the past few weeks. Now, talking about a potential deal to buy the US assets of TikTok. So by, uh, Microsoft, of course, partnering Walmart even as part of this uh, joint joint bid for those assets. But now we know in the past hour or so, uh, Microsoft in a blog post has said ByteDance has rejected them. And I think... Um, their one paragraph um, statement alludes to some of the reasons. Uh, they were talking about how uh, they were confident that Microsoft proposal, Microsoft uh, of its own propo- proposal, would have been good for TikTok's users while protecting national security interests. And to do so, it would need to make significant changes. And this is to meet the highest standards for security, privacy, online safety, and combating disinformation. So it seems that is alluding to that as one of the factors that saw it collapse. So Microsoft, out of the picture, and the front runner now is Oracle. So Oracle in the lead now to get a deal done by what seems to be the deadline tomorrow. So less than 24 hours to go. So maybe we will get some more updates in yeah, time to come. CNBC saying ByteDance is in exclusive talks with Oracle. Wall Street Journal, I read, saying Oracle has been picked, pipped as the winning bidder. Yeah, I also have to mention there are headlines as well saying TikTok would rather not sell than be forced to do a deal that they don't like. So that is also in the mix. Yeah. And that the algorithm behind TikTok's video sharing service will not be part of any deal. SCMP reporting ByteDance will not hand over its source code, though the company's US-based tech team it could develop a new algorithm that could be part of the deal. Let's stick with ByteDance for now. TikTok's owner reportedly planning to invest several billion dollars here in Singapore. What do we know about how ByteDance could spend the money? Why is it choosing to expand its presence here? Yeah, so it's a bit related to what we just talked about. It's getting a bit of pressure or pushback from the places like the US. So it's making a big push into Asia. And that's where it has a huge base. And in Singapore, it has been um, recruiting a number of um, people. I think if you look at some of the job sites, you can find some of the listings. Uh, It is um, hiring the likes of some of the technical crew, Mm. uh, hundreds of them. And also... The backdrop of this is ByteDance has a license, an application to, or rather application to apply for a digital bank license. So it is apparently ramping up its headcount here 
in preparation of that potentially happening. So that is also in the picture for ByteDance uh, expansion as it exits potentially the U.S., Expansion indeed. ByteDance already employs some 400 people here in Singapore and it's posted job openings for 200 more. Another major deal in the news this morning, chipmaker NVIDIA is reportedly buying a British company called Arms Holdings for 40 billion US dollars. If this goes through, it will potentially be the largest semiconductor deal ever. The acquisition target, Arm Holdings owned by SoftBank. All right, let's take a step back, Ryan. What does Arm Holdings do and what could this deal mean for the semiconductor industry? All right, Arm Holdings is a huge designer of chips. So you can find it in many things like mobile phones and even the upcoming Apple MacBooks are going to be using Arm chips. So they design it. So they own the IP for these chips and kind of license it to other makers. So it is uh, intellectual property play. Quite similar to NVIDIA, which is in the graphics card department. They also own the IP for their cards and they license the manufacturing elsewhere. So what's worth noting is SoftBank bought um, in 2016 for $24 billion. And now they are offloading it for $40 billion. So quite a good margin in the space of four years. Mm. And the details around it is um, you've got um, the backdrop of the industry going through a lot of consolidation. And that is, of course, with the need for economies of scale, synergy, and um, the, I guess, general trend of how things are going. You just need to get uh, a bigger uh, size company to compete. And this is of course, not approved yet. What is going to be closely watched is if they will get regulatory approvals because mm. if you cast your mind back to some of the proposed acquisitions like Broadcom of Qualcomm, that had a lot of national security questions. So the so Arm Holdings is owned by the UK. So that is going to be one question mark that will need to be answered if that will get past the approval process there. And... I think um, it'll be interesting to see if this uh, goes through. It will create quite a huge giant in the semiconductor space. It's already raised the eye of the Labour Party in the UK who raised objections to the sale, questioning whether this is in the public interest of uh, the people of the UK, whether jobs are going to move to NVIDIA, which is, of course, based in Silicon Valley. All right, SoftBank has been under pressure to liquidate assets ever since its investments in WeWork and Uber went south. There are now reports of a management buyout, which is to say that SoftBank founder Masayoshi Son may try to privatise the company again. Now, if this is true, it would not be Masayoshi's first attempt, would it? (laughs) <laughs> no. In fact, I think this is just around four or five years since they went into a listing and now they want out of it. And I think you have a lot of reasons why they are trying to get out of the public eye. First, of course, is the huge debacle around WeWork. And of course, um, recently they have been facing some pressure around their trading strategy. Investors not happy with how they became so aggressive without telling them because they were thinking that SoftBank would go on a more defensive approach after the whole WeWork debacle. And that's what they actually promised. But they betted big on technology names. Of course, this has turned out in the past week not to be paying off. And that is raising some concern and frustrations among the stockholders. So that could be additional pressure for SoftBank to just you know say, hey, I'm just going to go private so I don't have to deal with all this public shareholder nonsense or 
noise. Mm. We have one more corporate merger to talk about this morning. Gilead is acquiring a cancer drug maker called Immunomedics for 21 billion US dollars. Ryan, do we have a sense of what is fueling all this M&A activity? All right, Gilead's um, acquisition, they are buying a drug maker. So this expands its portfolio of treatments. And this is for due $21 billion. So quite a bit of M&A going on in the healthcare industry. So I think one of the reasons is because size matters. So that is one reason. I think valuations for healthcare sectors have been overlooked to some extent. So that is one thing that is looking, um, I guess, as a potential driver for these deals. All right. Meanwhile, on the COVID-19 vaccine front, potentially good news from two companies I've been looking at, Pfizer and AstraZeneca. What's the latest? All right, Pfizer and AstraZeneca. So you've got these two names in headlines in the past few weeks because of their race for vaccine. So on the AstraZeneca front, you've got them saying they will resume coronavirus vaccine trials. So that's good news because last week we were talking about how they had to pause for safety reasons. But now they are putting it back on track in the UK at least. The US and other countries are still on hold. And in the on the Pfizer front, they are expanding the trial of their vaccine to 44,000, a big increase from the 30,000 earlier um, group. So this is to get or include a more diverse group of participants and potentially cut down the time needed for a vaccine to get to the finish line. So all in, it is a bit of more progress on the vaccine front. But at the same time, it also shows how many moving parts there are to this. So a lot to go back and forth around before we get a vaccine, whenever that is. Yeah, I'm glad we're back on track there. Let's check in on markets now. The Straits Times Index fell a bit less than 1% last week, closing at 24.90. How's the blue chip index starting off this week? Yeah, so the STI is on a four-day losing streak and pushing its lowest levels in around six weeks. And out of the gates, you've got STI down by 0.05%. So it is actually bucking the trend from the rest of the region. We've been talking about how South Korea, Japan... And Australia uh, just pushing towards uh, 1%. And that is uh, right now, if you look at the top movers right now, uh, in terms of decliners, we've got Johnny Matheson down by 1.4%. AEM Holdings is interesting. Uh, It is giving up the gains on Friday. So it's down by 2.4%. And looking at the top gainers, you have the likes of Top Glove. That glove maker is up by 8.9%. And the banks are being led by DBS up by 0.3%. So that is the shape of what we are seeing right now, opening minutes a bit uh, mixed at the moment. So I think we will have to wait for what's to come later this week. The FOMC is meeting. Wednesday. Wednesday, the mm. BOJ is meeting. And the BOE amid the Brexit drama. They have a parliament sitting today to debate the whole saga around the rewriting of rules that Prime Minister Boris Johnson has proposed. Mm. Central banks being called on again to do more. Now, Keppel Reed announced over the weekend it is buying a freehold commercial property in Sydney for about $300 million. How are investors reacting to this news this morning? So Keppel Reed's purchase is in the um, Macquarie Park in Sydney. So this is a great A commercial space and they feel it is a good time because In the wake of COVID-19, they see demand for quality and well-networked metropolitan locations. So this, they feel, 
uh, is a good buy. And if I look at what is happening for capital REIT this morning, it is pretty much flat right now at a dollar and seven cents. So that is what's happening for capital. A good buy. Time to say goodbye to Ryan Huang. Thanks for being here. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.